Welcome to the podcast of Harvest Baptist Church in Harvest, Alabama. We invite you into our sanctuary as we dive into God's Word with our pastor, Dr. Al Perringer. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 1 today. And I'm just going to read the first three verses of Ephesians uh, this morning in just a little bit. But I want you this morning to play a little, uh, if you want to call it pretend, you know, just a little imagination this morning. So in your imagination, suppose that you're walking along the streets of a big city and you see this man who's living in a box along the street. And you want to help the man, and so you, you go over to him and you just want to help him out. But, you know, you begin a conversation with him. You want to get to know him. You want to know his story. You want, you want to know, I mean, how did he get to this point? And, and, and so you begin to ask him some questions, and so you just begin with basic questions. You ask him, what's your name? And, and he replies, well, you know what, I, I, I don't remember. And, and then you ask him, well, okay, well, where are you from? And he again says, well, you know what, I don't remember. Well, you don't remember all this stuff. What happened to you? Strangely enough, I don't remember that either. So he goes on to tell you the story that he does know. He says, all I know is that one day I woke up lying in the street with this big headache. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm from. I don't know what I used to do. I don't know anything about my past life. And so I've just kind of ended up living in the street. So you offer to help him out. And, you know, you say, well, you know, maybe I'll be a little detective here and I'll try and help him figure out who he was or who, you know, who he is. What the things that he forgot. And so, you know, maybe you begin kind of looking through his effects to see if, um, if, if he can find some clues. And then maybe you take his picture with your smartphone and then use one of them apps. I mean, you got apps for everything. There's apps probably for facial recognition. Well, you know, well, let me see if I can find, some, find out who he is, use some facial recognition software and things like that. Well, after all of the digging around and putting all the pieces together, you find out that the man is Jeff Bezos, the founder and executive chair of Amazon. And so you tell him, dude, you're Jeff Bezos. You're like the richest man on earth. You got all these mansions, you got cars, you got planes, you got all this stuff. But the problem is he has amnesia. He, he can't remember who he is, and he doesn't know how rich he is. So he can't enjoy the riches that he has. You know, wouldn't it be sad if you had all these riches, but you completely forgot that you had all those riches? That you're living well below your means? Well, as strange as that sounds, that's what happens to most Christians, because Christians are immensely rich, and yet most Christians live well below their spiritual means. I mean, you might be thinking, well, you know, you say Christians are rich, but my bank account says something different. Well, that's not the kind of riches that I'm talking about. You know, that's not the riches that the Bible talks about. Because the Bible tells us when you're a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, you are immensely rich. But it's more of any in the eternal sense, obviously. Because spiritually, you possess everything you need. You lack nothing. But most of us, if we ever knew it to begin with, we may have forgotten the spiritual wealth that God has given us. Because of your position in Christ, because of the you know, possessions that he freely gives, you have everything you need for a victorious Christian life. But we might live defeated lives because we have forgotten who we are and the riches that we have. And so today I want us to remember our riches so we can live in victory. 
You know, even in the midst of all craziness of the world, we can live as victorious Christians. And, you know, I think this fits because, you know, we just celebrated Thanksgiving, and now, you know, we're, we're transitioning into the Christmas season. You know, what better time to be reminded of the things that we ought to be thankful for that Christ has given us, and at the same time, you know, thinking about the gifts that are ours in Jesus Christ that he has freely given to us. And so in the passage, the small passage that we're looking at today, Paul tells the Ephesian church how blessed they are in Christ, and, and he, he describes the gifts that are given so that we, we know the characteristics of the gifts that uh, are given. And it's just a great reminder to us that, you know what, God has blessed us. You know, we, 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 we concentrate on the difficulties so often, but you know what? God has blessed us, so we do have things to be thankful for at Thanksgiving. And we're reminded about the gifts that are given to us that the Christ child who was born on Christmas Day has given to us. We, Christians, are rich. And so what are the characteristics of the riches? We're going to look at verses 1 through 3 of Ephesians 1, if you'll stand in reverence to the reading of God's holy word, as we read these three verses. Paul writes, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, I do pray that you would remind us who we are, what we have, in Jesus Christ, so that we can live as victorious servants of yours, spreading your kingdom on this earth. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, before I get into specific, uh, specific characteristics of, of the riches that are ours, I just want to look at what, it, what Paul says, because, you know, he, he begins that verse 3 by saying, blessed be God. Blessed. What is that? You know, we, we use that word blessed allow what does it mean kind of in this context well well blessed in this context means to be inherently worthy of praise well guess what god is inherently worthy of praise but he gives reasons paul lists reasons why god is worthy inherently worthy of praise and the reasons he give gives is that you know god has blessed us in christ with every spiritual blessing God, he, he has given us unmerited favor, and he has showered us with gifts and riches spiritually. But, you know, you know it, 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 he doesn't say that God has blessed us with some spiritual blessings. He, he, he doesn't say that God has blessed us with a few spiritual blessings. What does he say? He says, God has blessed us with every all spiritual blessings. God has given us every single blessing that we need to live a victorious Christian life in our position in Christ and in what we possess spiritually. And so Paul, he's talking to the church as a whole, but he's talking to us as individuals. He's saying God has made you rich, not in the usual sense. 
We're not a health and wealth kind of folk, people around here. That is not what Paul is saying. But God has made you rich in Christ in the spiritual sense. And so he describes the riches. He gives the characteristics of these riches. It's a place of thanksgiving. You know, during thanksgiving, thank you, Lord. You have given me every single spiritual blessing that I need. And, you know, it's a reminder of the gifts that are given by the Christ child born on Christmas morning. So what are the characteristics of the riches that are ours? Well, first, he tells us that our riches are spiritual. They are not material. We want to make sure that we get that straight. We are not going to be preaching here that, you know what, you, you come to Jesus Christ and, and you have enough faith, you'll be able to be rich and powerful and have every possession in the world. No, that is not what he is saying. That is nowhere found in the Bible. Steer clear of anyone who is preaching things like that. Because our riches are spiritual, they are not material. Now, Jeff Bezos, you know who I was talking about before? Materially, he's rich. You know, just for fun, I went on the internet and I looked up to try and find out how, how rich this guy is. Now, according to this one website, as of November 18th, I mean, I guess because stocks rise and fall. But anyway, this website estimated that on November 18th, Jeff Bezos was worth $226 billion. I mean, come on, man, share, a little, share the wealth, man. Come on, $226 billion. He, he is considered the richest man on earth right now. I mean, let's face it, he, he's... He's rich. That's, now, the world looks at, at him, and, and they say he's rich. But here's the thing. With all the money that he has and all the stuff that he has, he still doesn't come close to the riches of Christians that we Christians possess. We are still richer than Jeff Bezos. Born-again believers in Jesus Christ are richer than the founder and president or whatever position he holds of Amazon. Now, I mean, you might disagree. I mean, come on, $226 billion. I, I, I doubt we're richer than that, but, you know, because we're, we're measuring riches in the wrong way, you know, we're th when we do, we're thinking materially. You know, when you begin to think materially what you do have and what you don't have. I mean, obviously, $226 billion is going to get you a whole lot more stuff than most people will have. And, and even, I mean, especially here in America, you know, we, we begin to think that the people that have more stuff, they're rich. They're, they're richer, you know. But, and, and we think, well, you know, we've we got to try and keep up with the Joneses. Let me try and accumulate more stuff. Because the more stuff I have, the richer I feel the richer I, I think that I have. But you know what? In, in light of eternity, I mean, your stuff doesn't make you, you rich. Because what does Christ say? What does the Bible say? I mean, what good is it to gain the whole world and lose your, your soul? I mean, even $226 billion isn't worth a soul. Here's the thing. Yeah, Je Jeff Bezos has... The $226 billion? But if he doesn't repent and believe in Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, 
Even with $226 billion, he's still poorer than some street urchin in, in some third world country. He's poor. Because he might be rich materially, but he's poor spiritually. Now, in saying that, I'm not saying, hey, let's all sell our stuff and live in some sort of compound or something like that. There's nothing inherently wrong with stuff, because guess what? I have stuff. You have stuff. Some of you went out on Black Friday and you shopped for stuff. There's nothing inherently wrong with stuff. But that's not the blessings that make us rich. Paul says, blessed are those who have every spiritual blessing. Christians have every spiritual blessing. I mean, that's partially in contrast with the material. You know, we have spiritual blessings because we have the Holy Spirit who gives us those, those blessings. And, 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 you know, our stuff might be neat. It's neat to have the stuff, but how much better is it that God blesses us through Jesus Christ? How much better is it that Almighty God indwells us through His Holy Spirit? That's rich. Everything you need for a successful, satisfying Christian life is yours because you have the Holy Spirit, because God gives it to you spiritually. Now, it does need to be said that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not a Christian, and therefore you are not rich. You don't have eternal life. You don't have these spiritual riches. You're truly poor. I mean, Paul says elsewhere in Romans 8 9, you are not in the flesh but in the Spirit if, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, I mean, you don't belong to him. And therefore, you're poor. But listen, if you're a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, I mean, the one who created the entire universe, the one who sustains the universe, the one who owns everything in the universe, indwells you. I mean, can you be any richer than that? No. You have the Holy Spirit. One author stated it this way. He said that the real measure of our wealth is how much we'd be worth if we lost all our money. Well, you know what? If you're a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit, you're given every spiritual blessing, you are rich. You are richer than anyone who might have all the material goods on this earth because you are blessed by God in the spiritual and you know what? If we are blessed in the material, that's just kind of an added bonus, that, and you praise God for that as well. But the riches, true riches, come from the spiritual. But there's a second characteristic that he says about the riches that are ours. And he says that our riches are heavenly. They are not earthly. What does Paul say in verse 3? He says, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Paul is speaking about that transcendent, invisible world to us, the spiritual world, the place where, that we normally call heaven, where God's throne is, where Christ is seated on the throne. And so we're being told that our riches come from the throne of God. Our riches don't come from this puny little planet called Earth. I mean, think about it, in comparison to the rest of the universe and in comparison to all of heaven, eh, this earth is pretty puny. 
It's small. But in heaven, it's eternal. You know, we, we can't look at the earth and the things of the earth and think that, yeah, this is where all my riches come from. Because if you're a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, this world is not your home. You know, the song that says, this world is not my home, I'm just passing through. That's really what it is. We might be here 70 years, 80 years, 90 years, whatever, but you know what? We're just passing through. Our, our actual citizenship is in heaven, and so if our citizen, the citizenship, which is a hard word to say, is in heaven, guess where our riches are? Where, where our citizenship is. It's there. That's where, where we inherit our, our, our riches. Now, unbelievers, they don't have anything to look forward to. They don't have no hope. And then not, they don't have anything to look to. And so unbelievers, they look to gain all that they can here on, on this short stint on earth. They want to gather as much as they can on earth because they have nothing in, to look forward to except judgment and wrath and things like that. I mean, Christ calls them the children of the world because all they have to live for is the world. And so they try and store up all that they can right here before they die. And then they die. And then what happens to all their stuff? You can't take it with you, right? As the cliche says, you just can't take it with you. You will not find a U-Haul following, following a hearse. You just, you can't take it with you. But, but the Christian knows this. We know that our true treasures, our true riches, are centered in heaven with where our Savior is, seated at the right hand of the Father, right? That's where our, that's where our true treasure is. And, and, and so if that is the case, if our true treasure is in heaven, should not that be where we put all of our attention and all of our affections you know, shouldn't, shouldn't that we be centered on that? Shouldn't we invest ourselves in the heavenly instead of the earthly? Right? You know, Paul says in Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind, your affections, your thoughts, your heart on the things that are above not things on the earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So put your mind and your efforts and your thinking where your true riches are. Invest yourself. Invest your energy. Invest your time. Invest your resources where your riches are, where your treasure is. It's in heaven with Christ. So think about this illustration. Don't know if it's a good illustration or not, but Okay, so imagine that I, I'm super rich, really use your imagination, and, 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 and that all of my riches came because I owned millions of stock in McDonald's, okay? So I, all my riches come from McDonald's. How silly would it be when I, every morning I get up and I go to the online news and you know, I look at what the stock is for Burger King, and I look at what the stock is for Wendy's, but I completely ignore the stock for McDonald's. And how silly would it be if, you know, for, for breakfast I go to Sonic, and then for lunch I go to Burger King, and then for dinner I go to Wendy's, and I completely ignore McDonald's. I never go to McDonald's. You know, how self-defeating is that? All of my riches come from McDonald's. Why wouldn't I invest my time and energy in McDonald's because that's where my riches are. That's where my treasure is, so to speak. 
Yet how many Christians who, whose riches are in heaven, they live for the world? They're trying to build their earthly empire. They're trying to build their worldly empire. I'm going to make a name for myself here on this earth. And you completely ignore the heavenly, but that's where the treasure is. That's where your riches are, up there in heaven. You know, I, I, I don't care how much money and stuff you have on this earth. I mean, if you're a Christian, your, your wealth is up there, not down here. And so wouldn't, wouldn't it be to your benefit to invest in the heavenly? Wouldn't it be to your benefit to invest in the spiritual? Because Christ left the wealth of heaven to become poor down here on earth in order for you to gain and inherit those heavenly riches. So wouldn't you want to invest your time and money and energy and, and everything into the heavenly, where your riches lie anyway? You know, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 8 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. So Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he left the riches of heaven to take on human flesh with a poor family. He died in our place on the cross. Why? So that we could build an earthly empire? So that we could make a name for ourselves here on earth? So we can invest our time and resources and gain earthly riches? No, Christ died for us so that through him we would be rich in the things of the heavenlies. And so if, our, if all of our time and effort is spent trying to build earthly riches, and yet we are poor in the spiritual, well, we've forgotten where our true riches have come from. Because if you're a Christian, your riches come from the heavenly, not from the earthly. And there's one more characteristic in contrast, I guess you could say, that, that he gives. Third, our riches are in Christ. They're not in self. I mean, we, we humans, we love to pride ourselves that we're independent spirits. You know, I'm, I can do my thing myself, especially we Americans. I'm going to do my thing myself. We, we boast that we don't need anyone to help us with anything. I don't need anyone to do what I need to do. I'm smart. I'm innovative. I'm a hard worker. I can do it all by myself. But there's, that's a dangerous place to be thinking you can do it all by yourself. Because guess what? There's nothing you can do independently from God. Nothing that's of value, I guess I should say. I mean, this is true of every area of life, but I mean, in, in the spiritual area, it's especially true. I mean, how, how, how can you separate yourself from the one who gives you the gifts? How can you separate yourself from the one who, who gives you the riches? Because here, in verse 3, Paul says that God has blessed us in Christ. It, it, that's very, that, now that phrase, in Christ, that, that packs a wallop. I mean, if you read the rest of Ephesians, I mean, he's using it all the time, so it's important in the book of Ephesians. But it's really important in all throughout Scripture, in Christ. Because not only does that point you to your salvation, not only it points to where your blessings are, it, it points to you to where your riches are. It points to the location, I guess you could say, of your salvation and blessing. You have to be in Christ, located in Christ, right? The first rule of, of, of real estate, and I'm not a real estate agent, some of you are, 
but it's location, location, location. Well, guess what? The same goes for the spiritual. Spiritual blessings and spiritual riches come from your location, not here on earth, not here in yourself, but in Christ. I mean, yeah, right now you are in the building belonging to Harvest Baptist Church, and then you're going to get in your car, and then you're going to get in a restaurant or in your home. That will be your location, but you're moving around all the time. Well, guess what? If you want spiritual blessing, you've got to be in Christ. Wonderful thing is, once you're in Christ, you're there forever. You will persevere in Christ. And that, that's, what, that's what you need for salvation. You, you have to be in Christ so that when God the Father looks at you, He sees you in Christ. You're covered with Christ. But that's also where, where our blessings come from. Now, if you're outside of Christ, you're lost. But if you're in Christ, you're saved. I mean, there's only one of two places you can be spiritually, in Christ or outside of Christ. Saved or lost. According to Romans 5, you're either in the first Adam, you know, Adam, Adam and Eve, or you're in the last Adam, Jesus Christ. Because if you're in Christ, you're rich. If you're outside of Christ, you're poor. If you're outside of Christ, I mean, it doesn't matter what uh, the earthly riches that you have, you're poor. Because only in Christ are true riches found. But here's the sad thing. All around the world right now, there are people who are in church. There are people who are in small groups or Sunday school or life groups or whatever. There are people who are in their Bible. There are people who are in Christian homes. But they're lost because they're not in Christ. You are placed in Christ by faith and repentance. You believe that Christ died for you. He rose for you. You know that is the only means of salvation. And you're in Christ. I mean, until by faith and repentance you surrender to Christ, you're going to be on the outside. But then when you're in Christ, you're on the inside, and it's in Christ where our riches are, in Christ where we possess the spiritual heavenly riches that he's talking about here. You want a victorious Christian life. Well, you've got to be a Christian. You've got to be in Christ. And then you live out the riches that are ours in Christ. And so don't forget how rich you are if you are in Christ. In Christ, you have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Every, if you are in Christ. Now I'll close with this. I, re I was reading about, for some reason one day, I was reading about ducks, and, and these scientists were saying that, that, that ducks, soon after they're hatched, they imprint after their birth. And what, what that means is that they attach themselves to, and they start to act like whoever it is that they see first. Right? The first thing that they see after they hatch, they image themselves after them. Which is all fine and good because normally, I mean, a duck hatches, who do they see? They see mom and duck, right? Well, I, I was reading this story about this collie dog that found a duck egg and just hung around the duck egg and the egg hatched and the duckling saw the collie dog, right? 
and, and so thought the collie was its mother. And so started following the collie around. You know, it, it would run to the collie for protection. It, it slept with the collie at night. And so the, the, the duckling hung out with the collie, thinking that it's a dog. So they, they would go underneath the porch on hot days and, and, and there. And, and then if, if a car was driving up the gravel driveway, you know, the dog would run out of the porch and start barking and, you know, nipping at the tires of, of the car. Well, the duckling ran out from the porch and started quacking at the car and, and nipping at, at the tires and, and things like that. You know, because the duck thought it was, it was a dog. It forgot, the duck forgot who he or she was. And, and, and the reason I, I, you know, I just tell that story is because Christians sometimes act differently than, than who they really are because they forget who they are. They forget who they are in, in Christ and they forget what they have. Christians forget what they have. The riches of Christ and, and, and the spiritual riches of Christ, right? You know, too often... We, we live for the material instead of the spiritual. And too often, you know, we live like we're citizens of earth when we're citizens in heaven. And, and too often we live for self when we should be living for Christ because we're in Christ. And, and so my prayer for this whole thing is that we remember who we are as Christians and we remember the riches that we possess in Christ. Of course, now you're going to ask the question, okay, great. You talk about these riches. What are they? What are these riches that we have in Christ? <coughs> That's the neat part. There's too many of them for me to list right now. I mean, unless you all want to keep a sermon going until tonight's uh, festival of Christmas, which I highly doubt, there's just too many to list. And so here's the neat part. Or if you want to say it's the fun part. You can go looking. You can do a treasure hunt. Get into God's Word and find what your treasure is. Find what your riches are. Get into Scripture every day and find out how rich you are. And then make this choice, well, I'm going to live according to what the Bible says is true of me. The Bible says this is true of me. I'm going to live that way. Now, you've got to remember, take take everything within its context don't start taking passages and twisting them around for your own desires i mean take take the bible in its context and what it says about you is true well that's true about me so i'm going to start living like that so you got to immerse yourself in the word learn who you are in christ choose to live like it and 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 you're rich you'll find you Every day you're going to be able to find out exactly how rich you are. Oh, this says, this is true of me in Christ. Wow, I'm rich. I mean, you know, you, you start with Ephesians. I mean, the next verse we're told he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Verse 5 says where he predestined us for adoption. I mean, on and on it goes. And that's just two more verses. Just read the entire Bible. Find your riches. And so, Christian, maybe you're living a defeated life because you forgot how rich you are in Jesus Christ. So come to the altar and pray that God reminds you of everything that's yours, all your possessions in Christ. Give him thanks. It's a season of thanksgiving. 
Give him thanks for what he has given you, and then receive the gifts. You know, Christmas, Christmas gifts, receive the gifts that he has already given you. And live a victorious Christian life. It is possible to live a victorious Christian life. We don't have to just kind of, you know, feel our way around and almost act like Christian zombies, you know. We're, 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 we, we just act like I have no, nothing to live for, nothing in this. You're rich in Jesus Christ. You can have a victorious Christian life, but it's spiritual. But maybe there's some here, you're, you're still spiritually poor because you're not in Christ. You haven't trusted in Jesus Christ. You've trusted in being good. You've trusted in church. You've trusted in all these other things. Only when you trust in Jesus Christ are you saved. And so during the invitation, I'll be up here. Come and, and, and say, Al, I, I need to give my life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus, and guess what? You are richer than Jeff Bezos ever could hope to be in Christ. Let's stand and pray. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Harvest Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at harvest-baptist.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can also find info on our children's ministry on Facebook at Harvest Baptist Children's Ministry or on Instagram at KidsQuest underscore HBC. Our student ministries on Facebook at HBC Vertical Student Ministry and on Instagram at VSM underscore HBC. We welcome you to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We are located at 8999 Waltrana Highway in Harvest, Alabama. Thanks for listening and God bless.